I'm hiding out in the bedroom because my kids are loud and obnoxious. I don't know who they get it from. Um, and uh, I just made this bed just so I can pretend like my room is always clean. And there's no mess over here. So don't even look. You don't need to look. It's not messy. Uh, let me read scripture to you real quick. Matthew 27, 60 says, He placed it in his own new tomb, which he had caught when he which he had been carved out of the rock then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left this is the part in the funeral where someone closes the casket and puts the body in the ground someone might throw a rose on it they put dirt on it and in your heart it's where it hits you that one last really hard gut punch where you realize they're gone forever but worse yet for the israelites because they had an understanding they had a hope that he was the messiah and if he was the messiah then they believed what that meant was um, that he was going to come and reestablish the government of Israel. Like there was even one point where Jesus was preaching. They were so convinced that he was it, that they were grabbing him and forcing him and trying to make him be the king. And he had to run from it. On the road to Emmaus, there were two disciples that were really disheartened. And Jesus appears and disguises himself somehow. And they don't recognize him nonetheless. And um, and, and they say, and they say, we hope that he had been the Messiah, but it's the third day. The hope that got smashed for the Israelites on that day was a part of the promise that they kind of misinterpreted. It was that he was going to be some governing king. Now, he didn't come to be king in a physical sense. He came to be king in a spiritual sense. He came to reestablish relationship, but not just for the nation of Israel, but for the engrafted nation of Israel, you and me and every believer who calls upon the name of Jesus. It was so much bigger. It was so much better. And you know, anytime that we begin to craft our own interpretation, when we try to take a movement of God or something that he's doing and wrap our own minds around it, in some ways we begin to misinterpret it and miss it. And those are the things that die when we get disappointed. So you had that job and you thought it was going to be the good one and that raise and you thought it was going to be here you are and you're laid off and you're hurting and you thought everything was going really great and, and, and then just in two weeks everything goes crazy. You had hopes and you had dreams and maybe you and your wife are at each other's throats right now and things are really rough at home but hold on real quick. Before you lose hope, understand this, that in order for God's eternal plan to really be known, to be seen. Sometimes there are things that we've kind of done and added to it that need to die. That's what was going on in the Israelites' hearts at that moment as they begin to kind of let go. Not of the truth, but to realize that what they thought was the truth wasn't, and what really was the truth was really something better. Can I tell you a secret? Nothing eternal dies. So if it's dying, if the plan is being disappointed, if it's being upset, if your world is on end, just know this, that God is still on the throne, that his hope and his future is just as secure. It can't be killed. It can only, look, Jesus was killed and the end result of it was that he defeated death and the grave. Man. There's hope in this that, that even when in our darkest time, when things don't make sense, that God is still orchestrating a plan that is so extravagant. It just may not look like what we hoped it looked like. 
Because I've been there, and in some ways I'm there now asking questions about God in my quiet time, and God's going, you know, the pain you're feeling is your own dreams dying and me replacing it with something so much better. Uh, so if you're here, and you're watching this, and you've been there, um, remind yourself this morning of the hope that, hey, we're not the Savior. Our job isn't to fix it, it's God's. And if it is that our hope is in something extravagant, he's doing and nothing can disappoint that. Some things need to die. Some things need to be let go of. Some hopes and dreams, they're, they're not bad. Not necessarily, they're just not God's. Maybe we need to let go of them. So that's what I'm reminded of this morning. That's my challenge. And my prayer this morning was just that God would help me as a father see the dream that he sees for my kid. See the dream that he sees for my career. See, see, see the dream he sees for my hope and replace my dreams with his. Because yes, that may be painful, but the end is extravagant. Be blessed this morning. And um, if you'll feel led to share this with somebody you know needs it. Um, if you're being blessed by these, I've been having fun making these, just sharing what God's put on my heart. And uh, I can, you know, I, I spoke yesterday and next week I'm thinking about in just us doing a little quiet time together in the morning uh, where I'm just going to turn on prayer hour and pray for you guys. You'll get a kind of glimpse into how I pray for my family, but I also want to join in with you and pray too. Maybe you'll be on your way to work and it'll be probably about eight o'clock. You're driving to work in the morning, you, can, you know. Uh, you know, not look, but turn it on, hit it on that Bluetooth, let it play over the uh, your car uh, Bluetooth, or maybe you're at home before you go to work, you can watch it and be blessed and uh, join in with us and let's pray together. There's power in us coming together in prayer. If you'd like to do that, let me know in the comments below. I'm trying to do that next week, I think. Love you guys. Uh, be blessed. And uh, man, it's a good day. Bye.